what's up everybody it's your boy A.L. Newton and you're tuned in to another episode of A New Perspective so glad that you started your week off found time in your week to listen to the old perspective and uh, I think I need to go ahead and throw out a warning uh, parental advisory notice um, for subject matter to come <laughs> a little bit further down the line but we've got that out within the first 30 seconds so I think I think we're cool. Um, I want to start this week with perspective here and uh, ask this question. I've been on a, a journey of uh, been on a journey of maturing for real, like not just having um, good colloquialisms or good sound bites or uh, pieces of wisdom that really ain't that wise. They're just presented. Uh, in a method at times that sounds really wise I'm trying to really grow into um, at least a fourth of the man um, <laughs> that that people think I am so um, the, the, the question I want to ask you this week the challenge the thing I've been dealing with this week um, <laughs> And I can see the tweet coming from uh, JK now um, <laughs> having a field day with this to, to offer me um, offer me help in the, this area. But the question is, where do you agree with your critics? Where is the place in the criticism that's rendered in your direction? Do you agree? Um not everything people can say about you is wrong. Uh, and and in that, that they say about you, um, normally there's, there's, there's some truth. Now, there can be some outlandish claims. I'm not talking about things that just mad uh, haters throw at you. But there's a reason that people are chosen to judge certain things, right? Um, I wouldn't go pull someone who's never watched the, a beauty pageant to, to come be a beauty pageant uh, judge. It's quite funny that we literally do that in the American justice system, but I digress. Um, I wouldn't go and and get someone who, who can't even tell you what a tennis ball looks like to go be the tennis judge, right? So the people that understand what you are, who you are, how you are, what you're trying to be, uh, those persons that you can have realistic conversations with, um, even if you don't like them, where can you agree with their critiques of you, right? It, it It's a, been a big question. I know where I can agree with the people that criticize me. Um, I, not, I know those places that, that I can agree with them at, right? And it gives you a certain level of self-awareness that either you immediately become uh, content or you challenge yourself to change that thing that both you and your critics see as an issue, right? Um, for example, most people didn't like the first uh, Thor movie. Most people didn't like the second Thor movie. I'm in the majority. I enjoy both of those. But the vast majority didn't like the first and the second one. Marvel sat down, listened to their criti critics, 
and completely flipped the switch because they found the place where they could agree and went and found a director that had a little bit more of a colorful and comical twist to add to that particular character. When they did it, when they listened to their critics, not just listened to their critics for change, but found the places where them and their critics agreed were an issue, um, they were able to flip a strip, flip the script to uh, appease both their own personal growth and give the critics something else that they have to go back and find. And, and along with asking yourself where you can agree with your critics, you have to uh, reach a place where you can say, are, are, how do I want to say this? When you get to a place where your knowledge is the issue in the critique, the next question I think you might have to ask is, hey, how? How did I get to this place? How did I end up believing this thing? How did I end up identifying this place? How did I develop this habit? I think we ask why a lot, but we don't, we don't ask how nearly as much. How did I get in this predicament and how do I prevent it from happening again? How did I get in this predicament and how do I make it prevent it from happening again those are the two if i were to give a more a more serious spin uh, to start the perspective because i'm getting ready to get really ignorant (laughs) um that that that's what i would drop make a list i did it what do you agree with your critics on means i had to be self-aware with my own flaws had to be uh realistic about things that have been said from persons whom uh, have earned the right to offer criticism and then the how how did I develop this habit now that I identified how to handle how I develop this habit how to, how am I going to change it and, and fix it because ultimately uh, how did you end up in the predicament and how would you change it so now <laughs> so at one of these uh, one of these celebrities said recently that only broke men have an issue with flying women out you know I'm starting to just thank goodness that <laughs> I've been broke my whole life okay because the issues i'm happy i've been broke my whole life i'm happy that i ain't in the streets anymore because inflation is real and because i've been broke i don't got to figure out how to navigate broke (laughs) and the streets is wild i don't got to figure out how to do that again okay so i was listening to one of my favorite podcasts one of my i I listen to 85 south show all the time uh, the comedy show, the podcast, all of it. I go back and listen to old episodes. And uh, Chico Bean did a joke. He did a bit, and it was it was quite funny. Um, and he he sets it up, and he sets it up about how women lie, and uh, and and how women lie more than men, and they lie better than men. Of course, the women were like boo boo, 
whoop, whoop, whoop. He's like, here, I'm going to prove it to you right now. And he said, he told all the men, um, he said, all the men in here, make some noise. And all the men, you know, and then he said, all the men, if you got a big stick, I'm trying to keep it kind of PG-13, but he said, all the men in the room, if you got a big, all the big, all the men in the room that got a big stick, make some noise. And of course, they were going, and he's like, all right. He said, now all the men with a little stick make some noise. And nobody said a word. And he said, all right, I'm about to show y'all ladies. I'm about to show y'all ladies that y'all lie, and y'all lie more than men. Well, ladies make some noise. And they said, ah, ah, yeah, we yeah, we yeah, you go. And he's like, all right. And he said, ladies, if you know for a fact it's some little stick men in here, make some noise. And they start making noise. And his bit was, Every man thinks that they're big because every man thinks that they have a big stick because somewhere along the line, a woman told him he had a big stick. Or somewhere along the line, even if it's not a woman of the adult age, somebody lied and told some some woman looked at him and told him. To, I tell you, my, my, my mother and my grandmother reassured some whole lot of confidences in me. It just probably weren't true, okay? And because somewhere along the line we were told something, uh, lied to, and some notion of false, of false obloviation of our egos at times, we've developed this this thing where uh, we don't believe that we can't be good enough. We don't believe that what you're telling us is right i'm going somewhere with this so this conversation has been back up about flying women out and if you don't know what that means it means when you hey let's take this trip hey i'm gonna go there hey we're gonna go to here normally somebody that uh when when that term is used it's not someone that you have uh been talking to long and like the flown out thing is like the first date and I, and I and I rap chopped it up with one of my homegirls um to get her perspective on this and um she even hit me with some with some real lifeness hey this was this is you know to, to, she was able she was in a position to put some things in perspective for me from a woman's standpoint who might have the notion of yeah I can go and meet a guy and go and meet a guy and, and not have sex with him. Now, you are not obligated to have sex with anyone <laughs> anytime. People think you, you when you get married, there's an obligation, but ain't no obligation. No still means no. Like, I don't want to means I don't want to. Let me lay that there to begin with. No one should ever feel pressured that they have to have sex. Side note, I wish that's the one thing we included more in um, our teaching of sex to young people. I wish that was something that I would have known that like the, the, the pressure factor, even if someone is on the edge of doing it, like pressuring them into it is just as bad as um, or it can be just as frightening as, as just taking it to begin with. So no is no from male and from female like I, I it's um no means no 
not putting a caveat on it, not putting a however on there. I want to say that it makes for a unique situation. And, and, and the way my homegirl was trying to explain it, or she explained it. She wasn't trying to the way she explained it. Uh, I, I got it. I heard it. But at the end of the day, I'm a man. So I don't know. It, it, I took information in. I digested information. But listen, I don't understand the rationale of getting on a plane and traveling thousands of miles, sometimes hundreds, and that could still be an exotic location, most times out of the country with a person that you barely know or that you say you don't know enough well enough to sleep with but you do well enough know well enough to travel out the country with I don't get that logic I don't get the logic of investing that kind of money into getting to know a person yeah, I, I, I don't know that blows my mind has been that's why I can't ever go back to streets I can't afford it can't nope can't afford it I don't know how uh, you function in public places for real I don't know how you spend money for real and we gonna go out the country I, I <laughs> and what this is what um <laughs> so, this is what I, the, one of my major takeaways from talking, chopping up my homegirl was the fact that <laughs> is the fact that we do things for people who are not ready or worthy of those things and we're getting to the place where we do it for a look in a time in which a look can be purchased I knew the women I talked to, even if they were, if, if, if we were serious or not serious, even if we were just, I knew the ones I could bring around my mama. I knew the ones I could bring around my homeboys. I knew the ones that I would never want to be seen with. I'm, I'm sure I'm personally some, some woman out there is that I'm the, Ooh, I can't let anybody know that, that I had him. We've all got that. We're able to gauge that from a person. But if I, then just me personally, if I wouldn't feel comfortable bringing someone around my people, or people knowing that we're together, I couldn't see myself spending thousands of dollars flying someone out. And forgive me because I know this is some, somebody going to send me a message telling me I can't say this, but it, it's almost more economical to run the risk of getting popped for prostitution than it is to fly somebody out, fellas, that you don't know. For now, you to be mad in a hotel yelling and screaming. Because she implemented her right to say no. I also don't think I could have flown someone out. This is me personally. That I wasn't already sleeping with. There just is. 
a risk on investment. Now, I don't think you should just take trips to have sex. I mean, you go and explore and you see and you do. <laughs> but I, it, it couldn't have been me. And this is, and this is the part that gets me in trouble. This is why most men, I can't speak for most men. <laughs> this is why men who have side women value them because they understand the terms and conditions, right? They, they, they mess up the moment that the other woman doesn't understand the terms and conditions. Getting flown out while you're on a quote-unquote business trip that, that used to be, hey, meet, meet me here. This is your reward. Discretion in leaving. Some men fell in love and just stupid, but I, I, it, used to be, it used to be funny. I remember being younger, and it's womanizing, and it's probably horrible. But I remember us like having those conversations, me and me and my homeboys, like, ah, no, oof. my slider or my main chick? Always my slider. Never my main chick. Because it was always harder to find a good person or a, a partner who agreed to the terms and conditions. If you find somebody out without knowing them, you can't lay out terms and conditions. You 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 can't make have expectations. Look at Irv Gotti. Look at Irv Gotti still thinking about Ashanti while his wife is at home. While he he, he was married to his wife while you know having Ashanti, he still ain't over it. Cause it seemed like for the for a good little minute she understood the role and the expectation. Then she found happiness. And you want to see, ladies, you want to see, you want to see heartbreak. Go. <laughs> you want to see heartbreak, um, ladies? I'm gonna give you some free game. <laughs> if you think you knew uh, who the other woman was, or who the maybe woman was, or uh, the, it seemed like there was more there, and you can't figure it out. You're trying to figure it out. When she gets a new man, bring it up. When that particular woman, I, I, I believe men can do it too. When that particular person moves on and start person, oh, did you see such and such? Their reaction will tell you it all. <laughs> it's it, it's kind of mind blowing. Our reaction tells us all. You know, I'm I'm getting to the point in life where I don't think we want we want love, and we want affection. Yeah, we do. We we want those things. But most people in society just want somebody that's going to agree to their terms and conditions when they put them out there. That that is the number one lie told in a, in in the world, actually. Did you did you read these terms and agreement these terms and agreements? By checking this box, you understand the terms and agreements. We ain't read all that stuff. And we don't read all that stuff about people. But when we find people who meet our terms and conditions, or situations that meet our terms and conditions, or jobs, or predicaments, or even political points. We might not agree with something, but there's something in there that just agrees with our terms and conditions on what we're trying to hide, what we're trying to certify. We like that. And I, I don't understand 
and it's kind of caviar cake and eat it too. Women that like to get flown out, why not go with some old sugar daddy that ain't gonna ain't gonna want it? Fellas that go bankrupt to fly, I wish that. Okay, all right, couldn't have been me, but once again, maybe if I was rich, I asked Nicole, uh, <laughs> asked Nicole if. If I won that billion dollars on the Mega Ball, could I just put a family north, south, east, and west, and she just go with me wherever? And she told me she chopped me up into little pieces. With a with a, with like the straightest little face. I ain't never gonna run that risk. I don't even think I have a shell. She wouldn't even care if I was a billionaire. She's gonna chop me up, so I never run that risk. I ain't gonna never have that money to experience that. But going broke? Come on, man. Cause it, it's 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 like it's getting worse and worse and worse. Saw a video, dude spent five thousand dollars find a woman out, and she was ready to go. And it, but here, okay, another point that bothers me, like, ladies, if you're getting flown out. You ought to have enough money in your pocket to get flown back home. I have a daughter. I got, I, I was about to say, I got two nieces. I got a lot of nieces, like actual blood nieces. I think it's six of them. Hold on. I don't know. I don't know it's a lot of them. I got a lot of nieces. Um, and one thing that they, when they get of real dating age, they're going to hear from their uncle. This man is... No man should ever expect you to pay for a date. And if you go somewhere with a man, make sure you got enough money in your pocket for whatever it is you eat. Because at no point do you need to feel obligated to do something with a man. But you also need to be able to get up from the table clear and free without having relied on that person. That that there there's <laughs> ooh that there's there's a mix in there all unpacking of what we call submissive and and independent and uh, the way we categorize unfairly at times women um, and boxes and the same thing for on the flip side of for men where we don't really understand what we're asking for there there is a there is a fine line and every time I try to tell that fine line to say hey this is this is the, the difference especially in being married to brother. oh you don't know or you don't this oh I can't believe oh your wife is she would never oh how could you even say that and every married person when I lay something out like they'd be like no I got exactly what you're trying to say because there's a real fine line there is a major difference in balancing those books and how you do it. And it should be like that. The, the further you get in the related. There's a fine line in. Uh, making sure someone is taken care of. And just blowing money stupidly. If you got it to blow. You got it to blow. Guess what. Most people in the world. There's only the 1% of the people in the world. Have all of the money. 1%. 
So there's 99% of us in the world who realistically can't do it. I got I got a homeboy who is making bukus of money now. Like when I say bukus of money, like embarrassingly, he's making great money. And we were having this conversation. Um, this is before I became a teacher and could afford to live in the beginning of August. <laughs> but um, I, I was making pretty good money too, and he was now I wasn't making his money because he made uh, almost double and a half what I was making, and. Um, and I was making effing great money. Um, but he was like, man. And and he's in a long-term committed relationship now. And he was kind of frustrated uh, one, of, one of the days dealing with his significant other. And he was, huh, man, why couldn't I have this money when I had all the women? No, because if you had all the women, you couldn't afford it. You, you couldn't, in, in this economy, you couldn't afford it. I told him that. So you got to realize back when we were running crazy, it, uh, uh, you get a woman's nails done for $30. Now it's like 120 And I think that's for the cheap stuff. Nicole don't get her nails done, so I can't tell you the full blind. I think wig, I ain't never heard of. When we were coming up, when we were really looking, when we were hitting the club, people my age was really hitting the club, lace fronts had just became a thing. So before then, if somebody's wearing a wig, they ain't really wearing no weaves. They either wore them long behind braids from, with the hair that came, what is it, the B7 with the coarseness of it or whatever it is. They're wearing long braids Okay, or wig. What these lace fronts? What these bundles? What these? I I I know high school students that spend a thousand. Whose parents spend a thousand dollars in hair, and they have jobs with income less than mine. I'd be trying to figure it out. I duh. So if you got it, flaunt it. Ain't that what they say? If you got it, flaunt it. I ain't got it. Here, here's the other expectation. A lot of y'all that's flying people out ain't got it. Okay? I, I, there's a lot of people that's trying to date uh, and regularly date. You can't just be taking people to Applebee's and getting a two for 20 these days. I was coming up, two for 20 was a date. Like, that's crazy. That, look, it's a, when, when I was in the dating world, I don't know if I ever took a woman to Applebee's. I might have met women at Applebee's on karaoke night because that used to be the best place to, you know, find a woman who was trying to figure out her life uh, and wanted to sing some karaoke with her girlfriends while they was having a N-words ain't-ish night out. Um, But realistically, you, you, <laughs> your first date was somewhere where you could talk, laugh, get a few drinks, go to the movies. Now first dates, uh, the expectation is Ruth Chris. And if you can't take me to Ruth Chris, then you don't. And I can see it, these women that was like 35, 40, like they, no. Look on, look, if you look at social media, it'd be these, it'd be these teeny boppers talking like that too. And teeny boys be doing it. I don't get it. I, my, my kid can't walk in and say, hey, I need $200, through two $300 for just dinner. Actually, I don't, for, for two adults at Ruth Chris is going to bring you out to about $300. That's wild. 
And maybe maybe the inflation, maybe trying to keep up appearances, maybe all that is why this preacher got robbed a few weeks ago in New York. Now, I knew, I, I didn't say I knew. I was going to talk about it when it happened on The Perspective. But, uh, you know, it might not seem like it, but the Lord still does whisper in my ear from time to time. And he was like, you know, no, wait. And more information came out. I was ready to talk about it. He said, man upstairs said, wait. So, this one, because when the initial video of him getting robbed, he got robbed for the numbers fluctuated. I've seen half a million dollars worth of jewelry. He said he was wearing a million dollars worth of jewelry and people commenting about all oh, preachers and they most preachers in the world you're not let me say most your common preacher in the world is broke y'all okay even if the church is taking care of them they might wear nice suits but but a lot of preachers people oh they got a nice this guy not that no retirement plan no retirement fund got a pastor till they turn 80 90 right um uh, your your most most the common pastor is uh is <laughs> is employed somewhere else right so a preacher wearing a million dollars or half a million dollars in jury a normal person walking on the street wearing that is asinine there is a special place in hell for people who manipulate the word of God to continuously rob people. I believe in tithing. I do. Um, but I would never tell uh, somebody that they needed to, to not pay their rent in order to tithe. That ain't biblical sound doctrine. So for, for it to come out that he has been scamming members for me I, I just don't I don't need Gucci and Versace and if I if I had it to be from another source of income but like you don't need that to be effective but he was a whole scammer and the more information that comes out about him scamming give, give me give me a pastor with a with a drug addiction give me a pastor that's an alcoholic give me a pastor that, that that's a homemonger give me a pastor uh 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 that's a murderer give me a give me a pastor that's a felon give me that before you give me somebody who will one manipulate god's people like that from a standpoint of them going without I just think I know all sin is supposed to be equal, but I, I it there there's a difference in you hurting you. There's a difference in you putting you in a bad position, but there is another thing to rip people off financially, spiritually, emotionally. And buddy's been dead wrong. And I, I don't have any and and reading that most of the people that are suing him are women you know what in some of these denominations of faith women need to shut their purse in any church where it seems as if uh women are are spoken that women it, if it's in the black church especially in the black church in any community of faith church but in the black church if black women stop giving 
you'd see a lot of changes, especially in the South, especially in some of these denominations that are rooted uh, and birthed out of the South. I was I was uh, watching this woman give this testimonial about her um, getting an abortion having two abortions she was telling her story and you know how she regretted it now now that she's got a better uh, relationship with with god and i was like you know that's that's so different to say hey this is what i did instead of acting like it didn't happen and while this man did it in the south did it in new york and in hillsong very rare i won't say very rarely i don't know what how the frequency i want to put on it but most of these type scandals normally happen in the South. We saw uh, Kansas. We just saw Kansas, interestingly enough, uh, always heavy leaning red state vote to protect abortion rights. That shocked me. Maybe a little bit. I think it's going to stand across the South by a whole lot when you put voters to the test, especially when voters can vote anonymously. You know why? Because the South, the area that's labeled the Bible Belt, also leads the nation in divorce. It also leads the nation in teen pregnancy. It also leads the nation in obesity. It also leads the uh, nation in in homicides. It also leads the nation in poverty. It also leads the nation in infant, uh, infant deaths. Also leads the nation in low life expectancy. So either the Bible is wrong or the way we interpret it is wrong. Either 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 God's word is wrong or the way we interpret it is wrong. And I like God's chances. I got more than enough evidence of God being right. So I I'm 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 perplexed at uh at even the notion. I, I Hell, I can't imagine what to do with $500 right now. I couldn't imagine what to do with $500,000 worth of jury on. There are people that aren't eating. But that's why I'm here with you and other people have the the means and the resources. Maybe I got it all wrong um, to do those things. But hey, until next week, uh, this has been a new perspective. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Peace.